welcome to uh, Sana Talks to People and Sometimes Herself. So I changed my podcast name from Tea with Sana to this. Hey, I'm learning. I'm learning as I go. And I thought it was more authentic. Anyway, uh, so today's topic, it is um, Monday, June 9th, 2020. And um, a lot has been happening uh, around the world, particularly in the in uh, North America, as we talk about uh, race. And today's topic, um, I have my friend with me, Michael. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so this is the third podcast <laughs> that I'm doing with Michael. Thanks for joining. Um, You're very this, welcome. <laughs> and this one is uh, aptly titled, uh, A Conversation About Race. Um, and uh, from Michael's perspective, he's going to also give you another title. Uh, so uh, go ahead, Michael, you can introduce yourself and the topic as well. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I am Michael Neblett. I'm Sana Khan's lovely friend that I've been colleague, but more friend than anything. And uh, the topic I guess we're going to kind of touch on is kind of like a Black Lives Matter for dummies. So kind of the rationale why I'm calling it this to make it easier for you. So for some people who are ignorant to the, the, the issues of race and are, are not knowledgeable or haven't decided to research this information, I figured I can give you like a cliff notes kind of version of it. And then you can kind of look it up a little bit more in depth on your own. Because again, this is information that's on your phone, literally, you can go and Google this stuff. So it's not like you can't find it. So I kind of want to give like a little touch on it a little bit for people because I get a lot of people actually over the past, I guess, two, three weeks since this whole George Floyd stuff happened and the Breonna Taylor stuff has happened. I've gotten a lot of people like asking me about stuff and saying, oh, I don't know about this. And I'm, you know, so I kind of felt the need to kind of touch on this and I decided to do on Sana's podcast. So, yes. Excellent. Thanks so much for joining, Michael. And, and oh, also for sharing uh, a very personal perspective, um, yes. you know, as both of us are people of color, but I mean, mm -hmm. for me, I'll disclose I'm South Asian, I'm pretty mixed on my end, a bit of Uzbek, uh, South Asian, Afghan, but uh, not, definitely not the race that we're talking about right now. Um, right. And uh, yourself, Michael, you can disclose. So as well. I am uh, Guyanese, um, Canadian, I guess, but I'm more um, well, born in Canada, but I am Guyanese, so of African-American descent, technically. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, like I've uh, witnessed and dealt with racism actually more so in Toronto than in uh, any other place. So I have really? more context. Actually, yes, I've been called a, well, I guess I can say the, I've been called a nigger probably more times here than I've been called in the States. Just saying. Um, you can touch on it a little bit, but uh, what? yeah. I'm, I'm really just, sorry and I'm very surprised. Uh, yeah, I mean, most I know people that, are when I tell them that. <clears throat> that's, and you've, you, how long have you lived in the States or have you? Well, I would say total in terms of how long I lived in the States was about five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived Where there most of my, uh, Maryland, um, Maryland and Tennessee mostly for two years. And then I lived in New York briefly when I was like three years old, um, for like a year. Okay. So, um, that was kind of like my hodgepodge, but yeah, like in Tennessee, I was oddly enough, never called a nigger in Tennessee. Is that Who something knew? you've encountered? Um, now this is like very new to me, right? I'm, I mean, right. I'm a woman who is obviously of... I can't, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I mean, I disclose my race, so I have no idea what it's like to be a black person. So mm -hmm. I think I'm going to be asking a lot of questions that I, many people no, that's fine. as well, right? Because absolutely, no, that's fine. in the wake of all of this, and it's funny because Michael, you and I talk about this and other things a lot. And now we just, said, you know, oh my gosh, it's maybe this conversation needs to happen even now. And, um, 
And in, in light of the recent events that have been happening um, in the States, in our, uh, you know, with our neighbors, with, uh, with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and there's many, many, many events. Um, basically, in summary, if you haven't heard, with uh, George Floyd, he was a man that um, supposedly had a, I don't know if this has been proven, but he had someone suspected that he had a fake bill and called the cops mm-hmm. on him. Yes. And when they, the cops, and he's the, he's apparently, um, he was a big fellow. So like, I think over six feet, yeah. you know, so yeah. I, I don't know, was it four or five cops? They kind of pinned him down and it's four total, four, four cops. And one cop had his uh, knee over his neck, um, uh, for about nine minutes. And he was uttered saying, you know, I can't breathe or they're going to kill me. And, uh, all of this mm-hmm. is caught on camera and, Basically, he ended up succumbing to his injuries and, and passed away. And uh, this has sparked and a number of, and these things, here's the, here's the interesting thing. These things happen all the time. Yeah. Right? They've been happening for a very, very long time because, um, and, and this is a, I don't know what, what sparked this outrage, but I felt like perhaps with social media, with the interconnectedness, and maybe even the quarantine and everyone's been isolated and, and that yeah. rage, that emotion yeah. is amplified. I and said that, yeah. They've been there's been protests after protests that are now demanding that cops and police, the authorities, be held accountable mm-hmm. for their behaviors. And yeah. um and, and rightly so, this this cop was actually uh you know, he charged, right? Yes. There's a charge. Yes. It went from third mm-hmm. degree to second degree. And now yes. his former colleague cops that were also involved in pinning uh, George Floyd have also been, I think, added to some charges as well. Yes, they have been, as far as I remember, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, just wanted to give a context into what's happening like in the world, right? Not in mm-hmm. this corner, it's in this corner of the world, very yeah. recently, that has sparked all of this conversation. And now everywhere you look, people are like, well, you're talking about race. You know, brands yeah. are saying, hey, we're sorry. We didn't think about this before, but here <laughs> am I talking about it now. So it's like, you know what? Exactly. Um, okay, it's been going on for far too long. And and I'm no different in that way, but I, I do feel, and I'm going to be very authentic and I'm very being very honest. I I felt like I've, I never had to think about representation, even with mm-hmm. my friends and everything, because right. that's the way I live right? I'm not privy to a certain privilege that most people have. But the thing about racism is that it's so systemic that people don't even realize that they're being exclusionary. They're being, they're excluding others. So luckily, I mean, I think for me, I've, I've been very fortunate to be surrounded by people of many races and many backgrounds and socioeconomic statuses to learn from them. Absolutely. And now people are talking about all this conversation finally it's 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 kind of it's been bubbling it's been simmering and now it's bubbling (laughs) on the surface yeah so what better way to now have a conversation and and i'm sure michael you can um give us a perspective that you know many of us would take for granted right so i guess um for me i'm wearing my black malcolm extra i want to preface that first off i know they don't (laughs) what does it say so it says uh the future belongs to those who are prepared to fight for it today Excellent, excellent quote. So um, I love Malcolm X. Malcolm X is one of my favorite civil rights leaders. Um, but I guess for me, just speaking as a black man, 
And um, I didn't watch the full video of George Floyd dying. I watched about a minute and 30 seconds of it and I couldn't watch anymore. It was probably one of the most gruesome things I probably ever watched on YouTube, anything social media wise. And it, I've it, got a confession. I haven't seen yeah. it at all. Go ahead, Michael. I don't blame you. It, it, it was, it bothered me to watch that. It really, I don't know what it was, I guess to your point, probably the quarantine or what it was, but it, it just, it bothered me in a way that I never really thought. I think cause this man was literally crying for his mother who died two years prior. He's yelling for his mom who died. Oh my God. Well, you know what I'm saying? While these cops yeah. were so brazen to kill him. And it just, I just, I, I ended up doing a vlog, I think, cause I, I actually too, to preface, I'd watched two, like three um, doc, document, no, three documentaries on Netflix. Um, two days prior, like, I went through this Netflix binge, which mm -hmm. I probably shouldn't have done. So, and they're all we racially all motivated. <laughs> yeah, but mine were more racially charged. I wasn't watching like Brooklyn Nine Nine or whatever. So, <laughs> which I probably should have done. So, with watching those and feeling some type of way about those already, and then watching the George Floyd stuff, I just kind of reached like a tipping point where I just I am just sick and tired of seeing it, and I couldn't just not say anything. So that's yeah. why I did a vlog on it. It got a lot of, a lot of views, which I was not in any way prepared for, yeah. which was a good thing. And I got in a, a lot of dialogue got started, but I was very honest at how I felt. And, you know, for people that are like dismissive and say that, oh, it's not about race, we're the human race and all lives matter and all that type of shit. And even like, and to be honest with you, and this is something that people aren't talking about, which I've kind of touched on yesterday on my other vlog that I did on my other vlog was, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, about there's black people within the community that mm -hmm. are doing more harm than good because they're the ones that are saying that this is all the leftist liberal media saying this stuff and there's no race issues in America and all this type of bullshit. And I'm just at a point now where I've said to people, you have to draw a line in the sand on where you stand on this. Hmm. I'm not saying that you need to go and do a vlog like I did or you need to yeah. go, do, go do the protest like I did or anything like that. But you need to decide if you're for the movement fine if you're not then stay the fuck over there because mm. i'm not going to sit there and do this back and forth or try to because my one friend i, I for, i'll give you a perfect example so i had posted on my facebook last week there was a, a teenage girl in like the states and she had commented on the george floyd situation basically saying that he deserved to die because he didn't follow the law and he broke the rules so he deserved what he got and trump 2020 and i don't care if anyone has a problem with it she wow. posted this so um, she actually had then got accepted about a couple of days later into this uh, cheerleading school that she was really excited to get accepted into. Mm -hmm. Now, word got back to the school about her Instagram post. So they rescinded her offer. Mm -hmm. It's like basically so. Um, so I posted that and my friend had said, well, yeah, you know, okay, the school um, didn't, uh, um, I guess, rescinded her offer, but they should have made her have maybe, maybe have to do like an African-American studies class and maybe do some like community service and this and that. I'm like, okay. And she might've learned from that and she may have gained some knowledge and insight, but what I've accepted, and this is a harsh thing to say to, and I've accepted too, is that there's some people that are just blatantly ignorant hmm. and they don't want to learn and they don't really give a shit. So. Yeah. And that's a hard truth. And that's, yeah. And yeah. that's a hard truth. And not, and not everyone is like that. I want to sit there and, and make a blanket seem like every ignorant person is like that. There's some people that do want to learn. And I don't have a problem having a dialogue with someone who, let's say, is ignorant and doesn't know. I don't yeah. mind having that conversation. Yeah. But, if I'm gonna, but if someone wants to have a conversation with me so they can go in a back and forth argument to then say the most snazziest shit to prove me wrong, I'm not yeah. going to have that conversation. So it really yeah. depends on 
to what extent are we having this conversation? Are we having this conversation to move the, to move the dialogue forward? So you understand where I'm coming from. I can understand where you're coming from. We can take the good from both of us and try to move the conversation forward. Right. Or we're just going to argue back. I don't know. I don't have time for that. Argue I'm not about, in yeah. That. And so it must I, be exhausting. I mean, this is, I guess I'm exhausted. Certainly- yeah, like this is a new, right? This is like I keep saying this. This is not new. This has been going on for over four hundred years with the history of, you know, of just if if you look back into how our country was formed, the policies yes. we had in place. We look back at slavery. We look back at um, there's many documentaries before this that that talk about the systemic racism and yeah. the marginalization of of black people and how it's and and. So it's not news, not new. That's what I'm thinking. It's it's people are only starting to realize or be aware of it. But it but it's so two things I heard from you, Mike. Number one, I think saying that everyone needs to be accountable. Doesn't matter if you're uh, black or if you're not black, right? Like you're saying that you know what when we speak or when you speak, it's to everybody. So we're not just because you're in you know you identify as a black person, you're not excluded Mm -hmm. from from having a type of you know there's no immunity to you know what we can say absolutely not absolutely not (laughs) and the second one is and of course well you know people not everybody knows not everyone's aware some people are blissfully ignorant and others want to learn whereas others don't want to learn like the dangerous part is yeah yeah. like i give an example so for the protests on saturday i don't know if you're aware of this i'm sure like you heard of the guy that was dressed in blackface yes and um i want to Yes. Yeah, so we're in Toronto for the for those who are Sorry. listening. Yeah. So we're in Toronto. Toronto so Canada. I actually went. So there was two protests on Saturday, and I went to the one at um Trinity Bellwoods, and there was another one at um Nathan Phillips Square. Mm-hmm. So the black the gentleman that was at black was in blackface. He was at Nathan Phillips Square. Now, for those people who are not black, and they probably are under they don't understand what's the big deal about blackface. Yeah, Justin Trudeau did it, but why is it so offensive? Why are people bothered by it? I'll give you a Cliff Notes version of why it's offensive. So after the um, after slavery had ended, there were no real black actors in Hollywood or acting period on right. screen. So white actors were basically painting themselves in blackface, depicting plantation slaves as well as free slaves. But they weren't depicting them in a positive light. They're basically depicting them and reinforcing the stereotypes that black were inferior and blacks are stupid and all that type of shit. Mm-hmm. That's why black people, that's the one of the reasons why blacks find offensive. There's other longer reasons, but that's one of the biggest reasons. So my advice to non-white people or white people that are listening to this podcast, don't fucking dress in blackface. Very simple. Don't do it because it's very offensive. And I'm telling you as a black man, it's offensive. So don't tell me, oh, well, my other black friend thinks it's cool. No, it's not fucking cool. Yeah, it's, 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 it's written all over history. And, and, and much yes. has to do with just being aware of what's happened and what happened before you. You know, you mentioned that, okay, here's, here's a particular uh, race, gr- group of people yes. that have been uh, historically um, discriminated, you know, historically mm-hmm. uh, marginalized, historically, yes. uh, I, I can't, I don't even have the words to describe in terms of, um, you know, y- you basically are separated for so long from society and, and then you had, you had to fight your way, you know, into ex- exclusion to, in the movies and so forth. So if you have something, someone doing blackface, it's basically, it's, I don't know, it's taking power. I don't know. How, how do you feel? Yeah. It's almost like saying, you know what, here, I can, I can do anything. It's almost like flaunting this superiority yes. to it's a race that to- was historically, you know, 
I agree with that. That's kind of the way I kind of can describe it for me. Seeing like, for example, when I saw Justin Trudeau in blackface, that's how I felt. Yeah. It yeah. bothered me. And then I see him now, you know, kneeling and doing all this other shit, which is neither here nor there. We can have another, <laughs> we can have a podcast just on that. So. <laughs> well, I mean, people do stupid things. People make mistakes and absolutely. And uh, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, yeah. uh, Mike, but I mean, like, what do you feel? We, we live in this cancel culture type, <laughs> right? There's there's a lot right. of topics here, right? There's a cancel no, culture, politically incorrect, but there's yeah. like the super left, super, super left wing saying like, you know, you're I not agree. even entitled to your own opinion. But, but here's, yeah. I mean, I feel like sometimes everyone makes mistakes and yeah. I'm no, I'm not a judge and jury in this case. Right. Um, I do believe that we need to be educated. We need to start yeah. having conversations. We need to start yeah. talking about things, um, because it's sad because we live in the information age. Because information is literally at our fingertips. We can type hey, anything we want, literally. search library, journal articles, read anything that we want, and and it still astounds me that we're choosing to care more about i don't know what kim kardashian ate on a saturday night as opposed to that's my i was gonna bring that point up uh, thank you no i was gonna bring up the point like no so to answer your question i guess like for me personally i to your point i agree i think that you know people can make mistakes and you can apologize but then what your actions going to be afterwards yeah was justin trudeau doing that because he genuinely was sorry about what he did and he actually wants to say, you know what, let's make the, let me make a, I made a mistake back in the day, but I'm, I see what's going on with you people now. And I see the systemic racism going on with you guys. And I want to be supportive or is he doing it just to get votes? I'm not, I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just saying, I hope that he's doing it generally because he cares. Right. Because again, to your point, I'm glad you brought that up. And again, there's a lot of people that are probably posting Black Lives Matter and hashtagging just to get clicks and likes. Yeah, really I'd say, hey, here's my care. brand. X amount of sales from my brand are going to be donated to this cause. Support my brand. And it's like, exactly. okay, it's still you-centered. Like, let's have a conversation. But I do admire and applaud that, okay, you're actively engaging. So you're supporting organizations yeah. that are doing something. And that's great. Right. Uh, I think it has to start somewhere, right? That's a, that's a good of start. But, uh, no, for sure. I don't. I don't disagree. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not even talking about businesses. I'm just talking about people in general. Cause I had mm-hmm. a conversation with someone about last Tuesday, I guess with the blackout Tuesday mm-hmm. that everyone was doing that. And mm-hmm. um, she was unsure if she wanted to do it because she didn't want to, she felt like there was a lot of people that were doing it. that didn't really, that weren't really sincere mm-hmm. and they were just doing it just, just because everyone was doing it. And she didn't want to feel peer pressure. And I said to her, listen, if you don't do it, that's fine. If you don't, do a blackout Tuesday I don't care and that's not gonna I'm not gonna judge my friendship on you based on whether you do blackout Tuesday or not I what are their news feeding me like did they did, did, do I see a black square on their I'm news I'm a fucking, right? a fucking <laughs> check her black square I'm, fucking have I'm, a, I'm gonna block this bitch right now no like I'm not that not pick I'm not that petty but like I said and I said earlier my stance is you have to draw a line in the sand on where you stand on the issue that's all I don't want people because I because the reason why I say that and I'm getting annoyed with it is that people will say oh well yeah George Floyd died it sucked that he died but he had a criminal record so what do you mean what does that have to do with him what does that have to do with- yeah his knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds are you telling me that because anyone then in that case anybody with a criminal record can die then if that's what you're saying yeah if that's the stupid logic that you're trying to have because you're trying to hedge both sides of the argument because you want to sound so fucking smart on Instagram and Facebook yeah, it's you know about, what I'm saying? Like that's that's the problem that I have. Yeah, it's looking at the yeah, look at looking at the, the the whole issue. Like what's the moral standpoint, right? 
look at the isolated incident at how this how this man was treated and how he died yeah. and and it's it's a disgusting repulsive like it, it's it's something no one no one yeah. should face it doesn't matter and, if you're a convicted mm-hmm. felon or it doesn't matter if you have a criminal record for whatever reason no one Absolutely. deserves that kind of treatment when they're i mean it, that's just it it's, it's about humanity right yeah and here's the reason why i brought that point of the george floyd stuff is so significant to me because i will give you a, a case that i have that i looked up so mm-hmm. in, Jan, in june 20 june 23rd 2015 a, man, a white man by the name of dylan roof went to a church shot four black people and killed them he was arrested he asked the cops because he said told the cops he was hungry the cops bought him Burger King after he killed four people. So to all those people that are saying, oh, it's not about race and it's all this. Tell me, please enlighten me, because maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just race baiting. Are you going to seriously tell me that if a black person was in that situation that they would have bought his ass Burger King? Yeah. If he murdered four white people in a church? <laughs> are you really going to say that? Is that is that the is that the argument you're really going to try to have with me based off what? Yeah, it's about. Yeah. And this you can look up people on the internet. This is not something I just made up or came out the sky. To your Sana's point, which I totally agree, and I'm glad you shared that, people need to be more aware. Instead of posting stupid shit on your Instagram or trying to get clicks and likes, look up this stuff. Don't act all like you're in this bubble like it doesn't exist or racism doesn't exist. You're a freaking moron if you're saying that. Yeah, or even like there's two sides to this. I'm, yeah. This, this very point that you brought up. I'm yeah. thinking, okay, number one, it's, uh i don't know it existed i don't know like uh, (laughs) whoa you know and then talking about acting and then just you know just acting being stupid being really really being like an idiot behaving like an idiot refusing to educate yourself refusing to look at his history because history never lies um people i don't know i don't know how to say this but history is so Mm. important to know and we don't all have to be history majors but just understand the plight and this of, of certain of people around you you know we're surrounded by all kinds of people but just to understand a little bit about what people went through where they came yes. from um i think we would be in a much better place if we only understood each other uh in the history of each ever everybody uh-huh. where our backgrounds and, right and the, the important thing i want to mention too is like it's not that because everyone says oh it's all lives matter listen of course everyone lives matter everyone's life matters like your life matters, son, and my life matters. When I went to that protest on Saturday, there was every single race. There was people from the LGBTQ community there. There was people from different um, economical, um, like um, economic so, status. Thank you. Yep. I came to talk. Sad. Uh, <laughs> they were all. They were like it was just a, a wide mix of people. Yeah, Everyone's it was a diverse life matters. Yeah. It was a diverse group. Of course, their lives matter. But what I'm saying, and I compared it to, like a, a neighborhood with like with a neighborhood of like 20 houses and one of the houses is on fire and the fire department comes, are they going to water every single house? Because, well, what about my house? My, but <laughs> your house is on a fire fuck stick. That house is on fire. We want to make sure that that house, we put that fire out. Not only that, we make sure that the fire doesn't spread and we make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Everyone's mm-hmm. life matters. I, and listen, I work in the social services. I've been in social, social services for seven years. I love helping people. But I'm a black man first, and I understand that not everyone like how you see me as a person, and me and you have embraced as, as and we're like close friends and homies and all that. Not every person is going to see me like that. Yeah. You know, I've been like I've gone on a subway in Toronto, and old white ladies have clenched their purses when they've seen me because mm. they think I'm going to rob them. 
I've been called a nigger numerous times in Toronto. <laughs> so not everyone sees me as this, like, as much as I'm a nice guy and all this other shit, people don't see me as that. And a white cop who has a hard on and ha wants to brag to his friends about how he took down this 6'3", 300 pound black dude, he doesn't care about what I do or he's not gonna see what I do. He's just gonna see me as a big black dude with a fitted hat on. And that's reality. That's what I have to deal with. Yeah. And I can't explain that to a white person for to get them to understand. They can empathize. And that's all I'm asking. For, empathize and understand where I'm coming from. I don't expect you to fully understand. They can sympathize. I don't know if they can sympathize. empathize. Yeah. yeah, sympathize. That's what I meant. Sorry. You can you know, sympathize. But I'm not saying you can walk a mile in my shoes because you can't. But don't try to sit there and, and what I hate was when you try to minimize it like that doesn't exist. That's yeah. where I get fucking irritated. Yeah. And that's why now I've been like on this like militant tirade <laughs> with these vlogs <laughs> because I just, I'm, like I said, I just, I feel like it's just, the stuff needs to be said. And I'm glad that the protest has been happening. Like, you know, in two weeks, think about it, Sana, like two weeks, in 50 states in America, in 18 countries, there are protests in two weeks. That's incredible. And that's, and to your point, it's, I think, because of social media, I think because of the quarantine, everyone's like, fuck this, I need to get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> and then seeing all this. Emotions are bubbling, seeing, right? Emotions are bubbling. And then seeing you know, the George Floyd stuff and people who probably subjected themselves to actually watching that whole video, yeah. which are troopers, because I couldn't do it. I that just, yeah. I think it, it sparked people and it, it touched people in a certain way, you know? And I mean, people are complaining about the rioting and looting and how is that helping your cause? I mean, I get it and I don't support the rioting and looting, but what I want to tell people is that you need to separate the protesters mm -hmm. from the rioters and the looters because there's a lot of people that are rioting and looting that are just rioting and looting to fuck shit up. They don't care yeah. about the movement at all. Of course. And even at the protest that I was at, I want to bring this up because this has been talked about. There was actually at Queens Park where we stopped, where the protest ended, there was a stat, apparently next to the cops, there was a big pile of rocks just in the middle of Queens Park. What? There was... Cause I talked to one of the guys there and he said, yo, these cops are trying to incite a riot. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, when I got there, me and my friend, the cop, there was a big pile of rocks, a big, huge pile of stack of rocks, just in the middle of Queens park. The cops were standing right there. His friend threw out the rocks. Wow. I, I didn't have you ever, I've never, I mean, I've not really been to Queens park like that, but I can tell you, I've never seen rocks just in the middle of the street or in the middle of a protest or a, like a parade route or a protest route. I've never seen yeah. that before. Yeah, no, but I think that's the thing. They want, to, they want people to go crazy and incite this riot because then they could change the narrative. And then there was exactly. also my other, friend was, my other friend was telling me how she didn't want to go because she was hearing that this group in Montreal was going to come to Toronto and start a riot. That's why she didn't come. And it was a going around. And a lot of people were hearing the same thing. Hmm. No riot happened. Nothing happened. Yeah, that's really, um, I mean, it's just human nature. We're going to have people that are going yeah. to misbehave, that aren't going, that yeah. are just going, yeah. they're just there to cause trouble. Well, I don't know what's wrong exactly. with them. Their lives are too boring that they need to go that's. out and do something like that. And, and, but it's. When everyone's going left, they want to go right just for the sake of going right. They yeah, like trolls, left. right? Like internet trolls Basically. too. Yeah. Basically. You just, yeah, it's a, it's a. And you made an important point, but the, the real point is here, we can't change the narrative. Let's talk about no. what matters. Let's focus on what matters. Um, and it's very, um, I think, ju juvenile to assume that, you know, to, to just label people. We love putting people in boxes. We love it's to easy, do that. We do that all the time. That. And that's what racism is too, in a way, right? It's categorizing people based on their uh, beliefs, their race. Um, you know, okay, oh, I see. I can see your skin color. Great. You're in that box now. Um, 
And I wanted to say like, there's two sides to this uh, discussion too, in terms of um, now that everyone's talking about it. Number one is mm-hmm. that, 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 you know, oh, I don't know what's going on. And number two is, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, um, now that we're talking about this, I wanted to bring it up. And it's kind of taking advantage of it. Uh, like shamelessly in in a sense that you're just jumping on the bandwagon to promote your own agenda, your own brand. Uh, But really the discussion needs to be, what are you doing that that's going to be sustainable, right? Not just, not just something that'll get you likes and follows and all of this, but but how do you live that in your life every day? What can you do now that has a lasting impact that, that actually doesn't benefit you? Mm -hmm. What can we do that benefits those around us? Right. That's the hard question. That's a fair, that's a fair question. It's a fair question to ask, you know, like my friend had asked me cause I had posted like my last vlog yesterday and she was like, so what do you, with you posting these vlogs, like they're great vlogs, she said, but what are you hoping to gain from it? Like what's your intent? And mine is just simply put like for starters with the protest specifically, I wanted to bring up awareness because I've been seeing like, you know, when I go on Facebook and people are posting stuff about the rioters and the looters and posting videos of that, like I wanted to say, no, that is not because when I went, when I, before we even walked a step to the, for the protest, the lady said, we're not rioting. We're not looting. We are peacefully protesting to end racism. And we're doing this for racial equality. That's why we are here. We're not doing any of that other stuff. So stick with us because that's what we're for. The other organizer, the other organizers that are organized at other protests, I don't know what they're doing. So stick with us. And that's what we're doing. So, and that's why, and I wanted to be, and be very clear on that. And I think for myself too, like I brought up other examples in other vlogs. Like um, there was this one guy in um, New York. It was um, the documentaries on um, Trial by Media, the one that okay. I watched, I'm okay. referencing this. So this was in the a late, or no, in 1984, this man, this white man by the name of Bernard Getz shot four black teenagers on a subway in 1984, um, stating that he felt that he was a threat. He was threatened by them. He felt threatened by them. They just looked at him and he felt threatened and he shot all four of them. Um, one of the kids he ended up paralyzing because after he had shot the four, the one kid had moved and he saw him move and he walked up to him and shot him again and told him, here's another one for you. And then he walked out the subway. Oh he only goodness. did a year in prison. He did one a year. year. In prison. One year. Because at that time you could not buy a licensed firearm in New York and he had to go to Virginia to buy the firearm, but he didn't register it. So that's the only reason why I did a year. He's still up to this day. And then Could I go people- on a subway? Yeah, Could go I go ahead. on the subway and shoot four white people and say that, yo, I'm scared of these white people? I couldn't do that. If I did that, I would be in jail right now, <laughs> more than likely. And actually, not it's, even more than likely, I would be in jail. It's, it's like being harshly punished for a, a crime. And, and it's not, and again, I, none of us are condoning the crimes. None of us are no. saying it's, you know, that the equality isn't that I should be able to commit the crimes. Again, for those mm-hmm. that wanted to yes. uh, just understand, it's not about that. It's about how is the law treating, how is the law punishing this person compared to this person? Um, is the punish more harsh or severe? And if it is, then that's not equality. That's, yes. that's racism. That's, there's, there's a clear, uh, there's, there's something going on and we don't know what it is. And like, we have to be consistent. All I'm saying is this, what I want from everything in terms of the whole, my, my whole mode is like when the George Floyd case ends and those cops get sent, my, I want those cops to go to jail for the rest of their life or to do at least 25 years in prison because mm-hmm. they showed little to no remorse for that man's life. And to me, they have not earned the right to be out in public with that type of mentality. In my opinion, that's mm-hmm. my goal. Do I think that they'll actually go to jail? 
I've said this. I probably don't. I don't. I mean, I'm going off of history. I don't think that they will get that. I hope that they do. I hope I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, anyone who's listening to this has permission to tell me that I was wrong and cuss me out or whatever. And I can live with that because I was wrong and I hope I am. But I don't, I, they, I mean, they were saying that, you know, George Floyd had coronavirus and all this other bullshit. So they're trying to put things in place, in my opinion, to justify or rationalize how he died and say that, well, the fact that the cop had his knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds was the reason why he died. He had coronavirus. So, and that's why I have no faith in the justice system. None. It's a, it's a very scary place to be. Um, and, uh, and when things like this happen, it is really scary. And if, and even now mm-hmm. with, you know, with the quarantine, with, with what's happening, yeah. people, we don't have that social connection. We don't have that social no. s- support of our friends and our loved ones. And, and mm-hmm. even just to go out and watch a movie and to have, we're, we're being deprived of, I, I'm I know, not I blaming Black, anybody. I, to watch, I know, I wanted to watch Black <laughs> Widow in last month and I can't even watch it now. Like I Black wanted Widow's... to watch the new Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> supposed oh, to come. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many things. I miss going to the theater. I miss, I I miss grocery shopping when it was fun. Remember, Mike? Now when it's like you're scavenging. You're like, you're like, I am legend. It's like, I am legend out there. <laughs> and everyone's like looking at you. Sad. Like, if you sneeze, you're like, uh-oh. You're like, you're I just, listen. If I got a little bit of a cold, I don't even leave the house. Because I'm scared. <laughs> I get, when I see somebody cough, I look at them. I'm like. <laughs> like it's gross you're so yeah, movies, no, yeah you're no you're right like it's just i think and that's i think another reason why i think this whole movement kind of really gained a lot of traction because i don't know if let's say things were way they were normally and george floyd had died would there have been all these protests i mean i'm not saying that that's a bad thing mm-hmm. i'm just saying that that's stemming from it and i think people that are all worried about the protests and rioting and all that shit now mm-hmm. you guys better hope that that those cops go to jail because if those cops get off, Minnesota is definitely going to burn. Those people are going to go crazy. Yes. And it just and I just find it funny that people pick and choose what to be offended about. Like, I said this in my vlog, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. If the Maple Leafs, the hockey team, let's say, got to the seventh game of the Stanley Cup and they lost, are you telling me that people wouldn't ride in this city? I think they would. Yeah. Shit would burn. Cops' cars would get, like, kind of tossed over. Glad, like you know, but people would chop people it up as commit oh, some just, kind of you know, yeah. These are just angry fans. <laughs> they're just really passionate, angry fans, and their team just lost a game. But yet, there's people that are protesting racial equality, and now you're telling us or telling people that they can't, they shouldn't protest that way because it's disruptive, or you should do peacefully. And then when Colin Kaepernick took a knee in football, you guys lambasted him and ruined it and basically told him to fuck off, and you can't have a career anymore. So you just don't want people to protest. It's like you don't want them to speak. You know, there's no, you know, hear no evil, speak no evil, see no something like that. Exactly. Like, like, yeah. Like you black people got it good. You black people got it good. Jay Z and Beyonce are like worth a billion dollars. Kanye West be selling shoes and shit. Michael Jordan's documentary. People have been loving that shit for like five weeks. So like, what are you guys complaining for? Like, that's the narrative. Like, I just rather people just say that. Just say black people stop complaining, yo. Instead of trying to guise it as this, oh well, you know. Or they would try to like. Or I hear the. This is the funniest one I hear. I hear, oh, what would Martin Luther King say during a time like this? <laughs> what like, would he say? What, what do they say he says? You know, oh, you know, you know, actually, no, they don't say anything. They, they just try to quote the whole peaceful stuff. But you know what Martin Luther King said about protests? He said, protests are the cries of the unheard. Yeah. 
of their cries in the unheard. And on top of that, the FBI was investigating this motherfucker for like 20 years and he was assassinated. So what the fuck? It was all that peace and stuff he stood for. He still got killed. So what are you all talking about? And let's just quickly talk about what happened with Breonna Taylor, right? Yeah, please. Like she was shot apparently eight times. She had no, no, in like she was involved with someone that was used to be her, I don't know, her ex. I don't know. She dated someone, but right. the, the person that they were looking for was already behind bars and they, they were th- hoping or thinking that this was some kind of a, a I don't know, a, a space for drug operations or I, I don't know, but she was shot eight times this woman when people barge into her apartment her boyfriend at the time tries to protect her he shoots in defense thinking that no one announced it that there's intruders in the house and i i I just can't even imagine and it actually reminds me of this other incident that happened Mm. of of a a muslim woman at i don't know where it was was it uh, it was some european country where she was at a jury stand, like she she was stabbed a certain number of times. This was a hate crime. This, she was stabbed and it was, I, and, and I don't want to sound, I don't want to give the wrong information, but I remember at the time I was so tra- traumatized. I was thinking like, how long does a person have to be stabbed for someone to do something about it? And to hear that mm-hmm. this woman was st- stabbed this amount of times and nobody did anything. And she was already in the court trying to, um, fight back a hate crime so it's and I'm thinking like Brianna Taylor shot eight times I'm like I, I don't I can't see any reason why it, it almost seems like eight her, times yeah like like her life doesn't <laughs> ma- matter, matter. Right? it's not valuable it's and, and that's, that's yeah that's abhorrent like that's that makes me scared that makes me angry because I think that the people mm-hmm. the very people that are protecting us um really don't really don't know the value of a life no. and I'm not, no. I'm not saying this is for everybody i'm just no. focusing on these these ice these incidents that but the, the scary thing is that they happen and they keep happening with black people right the the, yeah. the injustice and inequality and it's for everybody every person of color out there will, will tell you their story of discrimination their story of of um of whatever incident, and we've all faced it, whether or not you're black, you're white, maybe you're a white person in a country that isn't, right? You're the minority and yeah. you face discrimination. We've all faced uh, what it what it feels like to be uh, marginalized, to, to, to yeah. just be disrespected. Um, but but if, if it comes, and, and I think this is where the, it's, again, it's the narrative, right? It's, it's us talking about, yeah. okay, hold on. This has been going on for a very long time. Right. Let's. Why has it taken this long for us to talk about it? I think it took us too long to talk about it. Yeah. The way that we're talking about it now, right? Because I mean, and we need to talk about systemic racism. We need to talk about Mm -hmm. individual racism, right? right? And and for those that that are okay, what's the difference? Well, first of all, racism is obviously occurring between individual racism can occur between uh, individuals on an inter interpersonal level, right? Right. and, And then. Uh, systemic would be embedded in an organization through policies, procedures, practices, 
Um, we need to now talk about the not the individual and the systemic, right? So yes. our assumptions, our beliefs, our behaviors, that our personal prejudices that we all have, right? So, mm -hmm. And some of them are conscious and some of them yeah. are unconscious. Absolutely. But this is a good time to really reflect on for everyone, right? What am I doing that might be a little, um, you know, what are the prejudices that I have and maybe challenging mm -hmm. those assumptions? But yeah. then also not you know you can be you don't have to be uh, racist or discriminatory but you can be in a cis in an area you can be involved in systemic discrimination or racism and again this is like where your exclusion where you're excluded um, yeah. um or not promoted you know um based on your group or your color of your skin and as michael yeah. you mentioned like actors in hollywood right and and back in the era, you were specifically excluded. And it's like, yeah. why would you be happy now to see, why would you think it doesn't matter if somebody basically reminded you of the way you were excluded, but exactly. flaunting their power now saying, you know what, I could do this. So it's, yeah. it's a conversation to be had. Like, like it's, it's embedded and it's so unconscious that we don't even, I, sometimes we don't understand it. We don't we realize what's want... happening, right? Yeah, like all I want, honestly, and I think that's what most people want is just fairness and equality. That's it. Like if you are going to, if a cop is going to kill me with impunity, let's say, I want to make sure that that cop goes to jail for that. Because unless he had a rational reason to do so, that that, because essentially you're saying that if he kills me and gets off, that my life didn't mean shit, that he right. basically was justified. Right. And that's what ultimately the movement is saying, like, let our lives matter, but then yet you'll convict a black person on like the most minuscule or no evidence whatsoever, and you'll sentence these people to life. Yeah, can we talk about well, people that are in prison for possession of, can, of a drug that is now legal? Yeah, so, I can give you a per well that I can give that's one, and I can give you a perfect example of one case. So another case I watched. This was when I was in my Netflix uh, wormhole. Um, <laughs> I am a killer. So this case is a woman. She was her name was a Kavana Kavana Lenoy. So she was a black woman who she basically murdered her attacker. Now her attacker, I want to preface, she was a black, he was a black man. Mm -hmm. So basically the story goes, this happened in Missouri. Now she lived in Kansas. So basically she was set up on a blind date with a, a guy from, through a friend. Now the story goes, um, the, the gentleman that took her out, her attacker basically said, Hey, um, do you mind if I go, if we drive back to my place, I just want to shower and then we're going to go to dinner and all that other stuff. So she's like, okay, no problem. Drove back, drove to Missouri, crossed state lines or whatever, went to his house. Um, he gave her something to drink, had something to drink, and then he tried to, like, drug her, basically. Mm -hmm. So, basically, she's they're in the, I guess they're in his room now. He comes out the shower, butt-ass naked with a condom on. So, this is going to be a little bit graphic, people. I'm going to apologize in advance. Where, basically, he tells her in a nutshell, you either have to suck my dick or fuck me or you're not leaving this house. Now, I want to preface this again. Prior to this, as a young child, she had been raped three times on three separate occasions as a child. And all three of those attackers had got off. They were not sentenced or not, did not do a day in jail. So she already had an issue and trust with the police already. So she mm -hmm. had a gun in her purse. She had asked the gentleman on these five occasions to step back, please do not shoot me. He refused. She shot him three times, ran out of his house and left. Now she shot him in a predominantly white neighborhood. 
So she is currently doing 25 years to life in prison now because she did not, her defense was shit. They basically told her that she wouldn't be able to pass that case or she wouldn't be able to um, get off on a self-defense case. So they told her to plead a second degree murder, thinking that the judge would only give her maybe 10 years. She'd do maybe seven. Judge gave her 25 years to life. Wow. So I'm asking like, so any woman out there, if you're in that situation, I don't know how you would handle it. I don't, I mean, and I can't say what I would definitely do, but I'd probably kill that motherfucker, to be honest with you, if I was in that situation. And given the, her situation, what she had been through and the circumstance, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, More I, than likely. I don't, I'm really into uh, technicalities and I'm trying to, I don't know, I wish yeah. about laws. I don't know enough about laws. I really don't. Neither do I. A, Neither do I'm I. I'm just a lawyer or paralegal or, or but, but I'm just. Neither do I. But but it's just, it astounds me. Uh, I still see, I don't have to be a lawyer to sometimes know the inequalities that happen, right? Like yeah, X person spends X amount of time in jail and Y person spends X amount of time in jail. I'm just like, wait, Cause, what? Because um, my point is, if this was a white woman, would she have gone to jail? I think she would have did like, they would have made a Lifetime movie about her or some shit. Or they would have did a movie about her, wrote her, she would have wrote a book, did a bestseller and all that other shit. I don't, I personally don't believe that a, if she was a white woman, she would have gone to jail and that is the problem about her for the first time too yeah it's on it's it's not like a it wasn't really a highly popular case it's on i am a killer because they they interviewed her for the netflix documentary so if anyone wants to check out what i just mentioned it's i am a killer it's on netflix as documentary docuseries so okay so they cover different stories in each uh yeah basically they're just interviewing the killers of these cases and majority and and the majority of the killers, they did, they did that shit. And a lot of them deserved to get the time that they got because they did some heinous, fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. But her case was probably the only case where I was like, really? Hmm. Really? I was just kind of like, oh. Everyone else, they deserved that shit. But her, I was kind of like puzzled. So. And that's an entirely different conversation, the prison system, right? Oh God, we can do it. <laughs> That's an entirely that different conversation. Oh yeah, for sure. So I want to go back to your um, mm-hmm. to your point, Michael, and it's really I think all of us, everyone, everybody in this world, wants to be treated with respect. Wants to be that. That's it. Wants to be treated uh, in a humane way. <laughs> Yeah. Wants equality, right? Wants yeah. equality. And, and, you know, and we remember when we worked together, we talked about mm-hmm. you know, persons with disabilities. If you have a classroom of 20 people and everyone gets a computer and you have somebody that's visually impaired, do you think that computer makes a difference for them? No, not unless the computer comes with an additional software as an accommodation. Exactly. What, you know, exactly. that, that helps that person like, um, like voice to text or like yes. they they need they need the specific that's equity right equity yeah. is different than equality so instead of instead of saying that you know we're all equal everyone and yes everyone's <laughs> lives matters we're talking about equity here equitable treatment you know what what do we need to do as a society to ensure that these voices are heard well yeah. i think peaceful protests are a means to for for voices to be heard and 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 not changing the narrative is also something that yeah that that needs to happen because these yeah. are just distractors right they're, they're like i just i just find it funny that people are so offended about talking about racism like it's such a problem 
Hmm. And um, as much as um, as much as I say, like, yeah, that's as much as you eloquently and so beautifully put what you said in terms of about equality. I said in my vlog, and I don't, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If you are not for equality and eradicating racism and poor racial equality, then fuck you. You're a friggin' weirdo because I cannot have a conversation <laughs> with you if if that is a problem for you. If you do not mm-hmm. want equality for everyone. And mm-hmm. you think that's a problem. You're a fucking moron. Like, I don't have time to be PC and try to, no, you're a fucking idiot. So I'm going to call you on that. Like, I don't understand. Like, and that's what's just, I think that's what bothers me more is that we're having this conversation. You have these social media platforms. This isn't like in the nineties where like you're in this little bubble where you can only have these conversations with your friends and family. Or speakers like, corner, remember? These, or speakers. Oh, they're bringing that back. Oh my God. That's going to be a friggin' train wreck. If they bring it. You hear they're bringing it back? No, I did not know that. They're bringing, apparently they're fucking bringing back speakers corner. I did not oh know that. I'm kind of excited God. and scared at the same time. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that now. I don't even know how I feel about that. It was I'm good. Sorry. I remember that. I remember it back in the day. It was dope. They're like, making okay, ladies gotta... plate on it. <laughs> anyway, where does I remember. It... <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we can. Actually, well, for those of you who don't live in Toronto, Speaker's Corner was like the shit back in the 90s. What it was, was it, Michael? It was Describe dope. to our audiences. Basically, <laughs> you're in a booth, right? You pay an amount of money. You go to this booth, and it's like. You're like, face, it's like Facebook. It's like paid Facebook. It's imagining yeah. you're doing a post, but a you're vlog. paying. A vlog, right? A vlog. You're doing a paid vlog. <laughs> You're, you're basically paying to vlog. You're not paying. You're not getting paid to vlog. You're paying to vlog. But you're on video, and you get and people get to watch you on TV, and basically call you a fucking moron or say I agree with whatever you fuck you said. And it's <laughs> you great. have to be That's pretty brave to go on there. <laughs> who's? I think my. Some, I don't know. I don't know. My sister said that they. I think they were wanted to go on there. And actually, I want to uh, side note really quick. My sister Tara loves our podcast, by the way. So I just want to shout that out. So she said. She was. She watched our last one and she listened to our last one and she loved it. She wanted. She didn't want it to end, so I just wanted to shout her out. And I also shout out my other sister Diane as well. So there you go. Thanks. That yeah. Is- so we have some fans. So we have to like deliver content, I guess. Now. <laughs> yes, Constantly. we have. Sorry, Michael. I derailed you from no your thought by mentioning. No, it's corner. okay. It's my fault. But you're saying I don't have the patience to okay. really have. Some, like I just don't understand the anger or the issue that people have with like equality. Like all yeah. people are asking for is equality. We're not saying that we want to be treated better than white people. I never, I've never heard anybody say that. Yeah. I just want to be treated fairly. That's I just, you know, if I, if let's say I go to jail for, or if I'm going on trial for something, I want to be able to say, okay, I'm going to get a fair trial because a lot of times black people cannot say that. They're, the odds are stacked against them. Whereas yeah. white people, the odds are not stacked against them. Look at the Rodney King beatings in 92. They and anyone that has man, the... Sorry, I'm just saying, uh, hold, hold that no, thought. Anyone that has, a, th- that has a, a qualm with this statement, please look at some facts. Let's dig back into history. We don't have Thank enough you. time in this podcast. But, no, but Michael, not. you can, you can t- tell, share us a little bit about this person as well. Oh, so Roddy King was in 92. It was like in LA. And basically, I think it was four or five cops basically beat the shit out of him. And it was recorded on video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, a person actually recorded it on video, him getting beat the shit up, getting beat up. Was it so a cop that recorded the video the or just a passerby? Um, the assault or whatever. Like it was a really, like a really big, big case. And they moved the trial from where the it actually happened to a more affluent white neighborhood where most people didn't know about the case or just saw these cops as good, fine, upstanding citizens. And guess what? They got off. And then in a nutshell, to make a long story short, LA went into the LA riots, as you as people have heard of. That's why the LA riots, that was one of the things that sparked the LA riots. Hmm. <clears throat> thanks for sharing that mike yeah it's it just goes to show it is it's embedded in our history if you have any doubts please please look at 
look at what's happened, look around you, look at trials, compare them, uh, read about, there's advocates and lawyers out there that are, that are representing, um, people of color or, or it's, it's all over. It's in the media and it's easy to find. It's very easy to find. So one would has, has to reach a certain level of ignorance that just kind of, I don't even know how to say it defies you just don't like, want to know. morality, just, right? Or you just don't want to learn. You just don't want to know about this shit. You're just like, well, you know what? I'm good. I don't give a fuck about these other fucking people. I'm living my life. I'm trying to get money or whatever the fuck. So fuck these You know people. when people change when it happens to them. And I don't I, I don't know. I don't disagree. People shouldn't have to keep dying for people to start noticing that something is inherently wrong in the judicial system or, or just the way we approach race and equality. And yeah. so, it, and that's what, what I think, you know, part of this movement is it's like, Hey, listen to us. We want equality. We want to be heard. We want yes. to be treated fairly. And it's not about revenge. It's about equality. No. It's about Absolutely. equality. And yeah. I don't no, think we I can agree. say that enough times, right? That it's not, it doesn't come from a place of um, malicious intent. So you know, yes. there's going to be trolls out there and people that want to cause ruckus and riots. And there, mm-hmm. there's always those people out there, right? You're going to be having a party and they crash in, they create trouble. <laughs> but that's, that's besides yeah. the point. That's a distraction. Absolutely. Like, let's get to the, get to the real stuff. I think we're all intelligent enough to do that. If we have access to internet, we have, you know, that's a privilege, right? That not a lot, many Absolutely. can afford. We have access to the internet. We have access to so much education, so much information. So now so, I think the real yeah, no, question is, yeah, go ahead, Michael. Cause my thing is, I don't, I don't want people to now sit there and claim ignorance. Like you can't, we're living in, we're in 2020. So yeah. no one to me can claim ignorance and say that, Oh, I didn't know about this or I don't, I would also tell anybody who stumbles on this podcast to please look up. And if you're a white person, let's say, look up Jane Elliott, um, blue eye, brown eye research on YouTube. It's a, um, she did like a social experiment and it's a involving race. I'm not going to, I don't want to spoil it, but please watch that. If you really want to know, and especially coming from a white person who's telling you this shit and she is bomb. Like she, yeah. Like if you watch an interview with her or her, hear her speak, she mm-hmm. gets it. Like gets it. Like very few people get it. So I would advise anyone who's ignorant and doesn't want to know, or you don't want to hear, let's say some black app, like Louis Farrakhan or someone else saying, telling you this, listen to Jane Elliott tell you this. Cause she's telling you the exact same damn thing. Yeah, and that's sometimes uh, that's surprising too, right? Who do we mm-hmm. who do we listen to? Who do we? And it's all about again. It comes down to rep- <laughs> equal representation, equal opportunity. Exactly. So, like, if we if people aren't even out there talking about it, like, I, I don't even. Who do we listen to? If you hear it from someone that kind of looks like you, maybe you're gonna listen to it. Maybe more, or someone looks pretty. That's what I'm saying. Maybe someone maybe. sounds prettier. Maybe Michael, you need to have a Valley Girl accent or like. Maybe you know, I'll work on that. Try. I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna work on that just for the Valley guys. Girls who don't know. <laughs> I have nothing too. against that accent. I mean, we're all. It's just a different accent that I point. See, Son is more nicer than I am. I kind of have something <laughs> against that accent, but that's beside the point. For purposes of racial equality and equality and togetherness, I will do the, the accent for y'all. So that road, we'll see. Um, well, uh, thank you so much, Michael, uh, for talking about this. I know no problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my even pleasure. though we can't see each other, or we're still doing the Zoom shit, I guess. Yeah, That's yeah, fine. you know, it's uh, yeah, we, we, we would hey, probably be in the same. Room. 
So for the, my apologies for the sound quality, Michael and I are in different places and we're just doing an interview. We're doing a, a audio interview. Go ahead, Michael. Because technology is great and we're able to do this shit. Because imagine Yay. like in the 90s, we could never, well, podcast didn't even exist in the 90s, so I can't even say that. But the fact that we're able to still somehow do this, even though we're not that far apart, but pretty far apart. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's incredible. It's a good time. You know, it's a, I get benefit and privilege uh, of being in Toronto in 2020 and in Canada yes. and, and have access to a computer, have access to an internet and and in the end the message is peaceful um yes you know, and and it's about as michael has stated several times and myself it's about equality and it's about Absolutely. starting a dialogue i think like That's as we end this uh mike i wanted to just mm. um, i keep calling you mike and michael i can't decide sorry about it doesn't matter inconsistency it's okay it doesn't matter <laughs> well i go by both if you can say i'm one of them i call i get answered both so it's fine i don't know i keep calling you both anyway so sorry about the uh, inconsistency yeah, yeah. there um so well, where do we, like, how do we move forward, right? So what's the thing to do? How do we move forward? But how do we try to make what, equality happen again? <laughs> now, what I, I know, right? <laughs> like, what I told people is this. Like, I'm not expecting people to go out and protest. I'm not expecting people to do vlogs or podcasts like we're doing. If you want to do that, that's great. But what I think is going to help the conversation a little bit is you also educating yourself and also educating the people around you who let's say are ignorant and let's say have those those um divisive thoughts in terms of race prejudices like yeah 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 prejudices and and you checking and let's say quote unquote checking them letting them know hey that's wrong and i think as long as we're doing that on a consistent basis and we're letting people know mm -hmm. i think it can kind of help somewhat move the conversation forward is it gonna are we gonna i'm not saying like for example like i told my friend like yesterday i said listen i'm not expecting every single person 100 percent of people to be on board with this movement i know mm -hmm. that's not realistic but if we can get at least let's say 75 to 80 percent of people on board on the movement i'm good you know mm -hmm. and going to the and going to that protest for me personally to see how many people were for it and especially i didn't to be honest i didn't even think there'd be that many people at the rally just mm -hmm. because like most people i consume social media too much and i would see so much of the negative comments and the people saying shit that i just felt like there wouldn't be that many people but it gave me hope seeing going to that protest and seeing people like i actually talked to one white guy and i just asked him like yo why'd you come and he looked at me with this big smile and said i love everybody man i just want equality for everyone and i thought that was like so beautiful to see you know what i mean and i don't know him from a can of painting he just said he looked at me and just smiled at me and said and that's what i want to see and i think as long as we have people that have that mindset and are willing to educate others around them right. that can kind of help the process and also the systems that we have they need to change and need to be eradicated as well you know yeah. and then we and that's a that's a longer process but we can start at home like because my one another friend had told me you know right now because it's, it's you're like you're, it's like watching the world burn and what can i do and i'm like well you could put out small fires individual fires in your life right the world unless you have a big a big platform like the rock where you can reach the masses and you know do Instagram <laughs> you mean Dwayne Johnson? People, you know. Sorry, Dwayne <laughs> the Rock Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, Dwayne what Rock, Rock? Are we talking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Okay. Sorry. Were those There's only one. No, the former WWE There's only one. superstar. <laughs> There's only one Rock as far as I know. People's elbows. So, uh, okay. yeah, no, so no, not wrestling. Elbows, no, people's elbows the shit. I love that. Um, <laughs> but um, unless you're like the Rock and you have a platform where you can reach so many people, like it's hard for you to, you're going to look at the world and see that you can't do anything, but you can't. You individually have your people and your circle of people that you know that you can influence possibly and let them know about what's going on and educate them as best you can. And that's all you can do. 
You know, can you change everybody's way of thinking? No. Well, you can, but but you can't claim ignorance and, and then say that you didn't try. You got you got to at least try to do it. You know, because I think there needs to be more white people that are on board with this movement as well to get yeah. traction. Because if we're talking about equality, then everyone has to be involved. Everyone you has can't to be involved. Say we want equality, but well, black people, we're good. Fuck these other people. No, everyone has to be included in this because we're all in this shit. So from that perspective, yes, we're all one race. But right now, the black people are hurting. The black people are struggling. The black people yeah. are pissed. Yeah. You know, I've talked to a lot of black people. They're like, they're either pissed the fuck off or they're just like, I'm numb to it. That's shitty to hear me say that I'm numb. Like, I'm waiting for the next black person to get killed. And that's fucked up for me to say. So we need to change that. Very um, honest and raw words, Michael. I, I don't think I can paraphrase them any better than you did, but I, that's I appreciate how I roll. you, uh, t- you know, sharing those sentiments. And I 100% mm-hmm. agree with you. And, you know, it's about individual responsibility. It's about yes. what I do with the people that I know, with the prejudices that I hold, right? How can I start dialogues with people I know? How can I challenge others' beliefs? How can I share the knowledge and, and eventually try to um spread a message of equality and love as opposed to separation and divide and inferiority and superiority so um thank you so much mike Um, you're welcome i'm glad uh, to do this i was glad we finally did this (laughs) i know uh can't uh, so uh we'll be obviously we'll do more um for sure as we as we had planned um because COVID took a detour to our podcast series uh, would like and and before COVID, like we were just joking about this shit, like it was not a big deal. Like at least I was. I didn't think it was that going to be this serious. No, I had to add so a disclaimer to the previous podcast. I know. I saw. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, oh shit, we have to. Because people probably thought, what the fuck, you guys were like fucking not social distancing during the quarantine. It's like no, no, there was no quarantine. This, <laughs> yeah. this was when people were buying toilet paper like fucking like it was gold. <laughs> Yeah, they were tra- trading it on the fucking stock market. That's when we did our podcast. Bitcoin, right? Um, it was Bitcoin. Um, it up, yeah, so, um, yeah. So, if you, um, we're just gonna wrap up now, and and mm-hmm. uh, thank you so much, uh, Michael, for sharing your thoughts. Uh, I just wanted to say before we completely wrap up, all the informa- information that Michael mentioned, uh, links that he wanted to share, I will post it on the, uh, my website. So it's www.aartysana.com, Artisana. I, uh, so yeah, artisana.com, click on podcast section and you'll see this one. It's going to be called a conversation about race. Uh, you can find this podcast on Spotify and Apple podcasts under Sana talks to people and sometimes yourself. And, uh, I'm also going to link up, uh, Mike's blog onto my page as well on the website. So, uh, whatever information Mike wants to share, um, I will share that. And thank you so much for joining us. Um, and Mike and I hope to, I hope to have more uh, conversations as we discussed, right? Uh, to continue now oh, yeah, that no, we're in quarantine zone. Uh, find some other stuff. To talk. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be back. And uh, yeah, so thanks again for tuning in. to Sana talks to people and herself. I'm here with my amazing friend Michael, with whom I, uh, my former colleague, but we've we've grown former. very we're close. So- um, homies yeah homies yeah. for life so <laughs> and yeah like, if we weren't homies i wouldn't have done this i wouldn't have done this podcast for <laughs> so we're homies we're i'm very 
very, very fortunate to have uh, Michael as a friend. And I did a little dedicated post on him in my previous two podcasts. Because Which was like, so sweet. <laughs> I was all like fucking gushing and shit. I was like, I was not prepared for all these uh. nice things she said. But yeah, but my sister, like I said, my sister, honestly, and my sister doesn't fake the funk, so she's not really feeling it. She's like, eh. But she actually really loves the podcast, which I kind of surprised about. So, well, we'll I told Tara we're, we're going to do more content down the road. So just be patient. And I told she's like, when we, when's the next one coming out, Mike? I'm like, wait, Sana has <laughs> to get it, it up and loaded. Hey, she's going to we... get up there and I'm going to send you the link. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely post this up in the next day, uh, if not tonight. Cool. So, yeah, I, I won't wait more than two days. So I'll definitely have right, this cool. up. I know I mentioned the date will, in the beginning. Yeah. I will so. let her know. So she's anxiously waiting for our next <laughs> podcast. I'll All right. <laughs> Thanks so much, Michael, once again. And yeah, we'll catch up soon. And uh, sure. and yeah, www.aartysana.com. You'll find all the links to the pod- podcast as well as on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Sauna talks to people and sometimes yourself. Thank you for joining and uh, have a lovely day. And uh, the last message was equality for all, right, Mike? Amen. Equality for all. All right. Take care. Peace. Bye.